0: Good morning, it's Pastor Chris with Soul Revival. Here we are in week 22 and day two of our New Beginnings podcast. This morning, I I just want to ask you something. Do you know why we give thanks to God? I'm going to get into that in just a minute. Let's first go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this time to be with you. I thank you for this beautiful morning. And this opportunity to give you my first fruits in the morning. And Lord, I just pray that you'll bless this day and bless my plans. And that you'll put your angels of protection around me as I travel around today. Lord, we just praise you and we thank you for all that you do for us. And all that you've done for us and all that you're going to do for us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So this morning I'm going to be reading out of Psalms. We're going to be reading the 79th Psalm and we're going to be in uh, verse 13. We, your people and sheep of your pasture will give you thanks forever. We will show forth your praise to all generations. So this morning we're going to be talking about something and, uh, It's it's um. It's it's kind of basically what our duties are, and uh, you know, of all the people, Christians have the most to be thankful about. We are children of God. God is the creator of everyone, but He is only father to His children. God's always had a couple of people, starting with Adam, Abel, Seth, uh, Noah, um, Abraham and uh, Isaac, uh, Jacob Jacob, um, Israel, and then the church itself. Have you identified with the people of God? Are you part of a family of God? Yeah, I'm asking you a lot of questions this morning because I want to make you think about this because if so, you're one of his sheep and he is your shepherd. The good shepherd provides for us and protects us. As sheep, we tend to stray and go our own way. Jesus was willing to leave the 99 to go after that one lost lamb. We read about that in Matthew 18, verses 10 through 14. And I may I may go back and read on that. But for right now, I want to I want to keep rolling in my thoughts. You see, those who have been found can't help but thank him and praise him forever. If you've ever been the one out of the 99, it draws you closer when you realize that you were saved. You were saved from a life of living hell. You were saved from eternal hell. But what we got to think about is how do we hand this down in the generations? How can you hand down your faith to your children so that it becomes personal to them, just as it is to you? How can you teach them to be thankful at home and on trips? You know, talk, talk with them about your your relationship with the Lord. Count it blessings. It should be a natural part of daily conversation. We must pass the torch to the next generation, guys. We've missed that somewhere in this country. People have stopped passing the torch. You know, I said something the other day to my son. I asked him, I said, son, would you please just think about changing two words in your vocabulary. Change the words from I get to go versus I've got to go, you know, we often on people say, well, I got to go to church this morning. No, we live in a country where you're blessed to be able to get to go. We're not hiding it. We're not in a cave somewhere. Uh, we're not in the outback having to run from having church. We get to go to church. You know, I told him, I said, it's like people say, well, I got to go to work this morning. No, I get to go to work. I have a job. I'm I'm blessed to have this job so that I can pay for the roof over my head, so that I can feed my family, so I can afford my car, so I can afford my my freedom to go where I want to go. We get to, not we got to. That's passing it on to my son, how blessed we are. When it comes to my faith, My son was enough like me. I knew if I tried to force feed him, he was going to rebel. So I've never pushed my son. Now, did I make him go to church with me? I did. I sure did. Um, Do I show him in my daily walk? I try my best. You know, um, I let him see God in me. I talk to him about how God changed my life. My son, he saw how I was at one point in my life, and he sees the change in me. And so I give God the credit for all the change in me in front of my children so that they know it wasn't me that did anything. So they build their faith in God. So let let me just take that right now. And I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back into the Matthew. When we talk about how God left the 99 for the one, in Matthew eighteen ten through 14, it says, see that you do not despise or think less of one, of these little ones. For I say to you that there are angels in heaven. In other words, there are present and continually looked upon the face of my father who is in heaven. For the son of man has come to save that which was lost. That I was one of them. And in verse 12, he talks about the 99 plus one. It says, what do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, will he not leave the 99 on the mountain and go in search of the one that was lost? And if it returns, or if it turns out that he finds it, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, he rejoices over it more than over the 99 that did not get lost. So it is not the will of your father who is in heaven that one of these little ones be lost. We're considered the little ones because we're babes in Christ. He's going to keep an eye on us even more so. Guys, our greatest gift one of our greatest gifts and work in the kingdom may not be through us, but through the generations that follow us. As I said, one of the problems we have today in America is that people, the church, it's it's people's quit discipling their children. The church quit discipling the young people. And so they've gone astray. These little sheep, they're out there. They're astray. And that makes them fair game for the devil. That makes them very vulnerable for the devil and the world that he rules over. So it's up to us to to work with this next generation to feed them, not just physically, but spiritually, to help them grow in knowing a relationship with Jesus. It's not about religion. It is about relationship. And we had religion shoved down our necks at my age. But now we got to teach them this is about a relationship with the Heavenly Father. Worry about pleasing the Heavenly Father. Then you won't have to worry about pleasing me because I will be pleased that you are doing this. And he will always be there to protect you, even when I cannot be does that make sense? I went through a divorce and my, I had two of my younger children at that time taken away from me. And as I was praying one day, I said, Lord, please protect them. I'm not there any longer to protect them. And the Lord said, you've been so busy working and making money. Who do you think's been protecting them all along? It was God. So we have to teach our children that God is with them, he's protecting them, and he's looking after them. Our devil, he wants to destroy our children's lives just like he does ours, and he is doing a great, great job of it right now. So we have to teach our next generation to have a relationship with God by watching us praise God and give God glory for the blessings in our lives. Why does God even care? Why would he even waste his times on us as bad as we are? Because he not only created us, if we've accepted him as Lord and Savior, we are his children. And he loves us. Yeah. He loves you and thinks you're precious. He loves you. I love you. There's nothing you can do about it. Go make it a great day. Peace out.